Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and today I'm uh, bringing to you part three of an eight-part Lenten series entitled Questions to God, with today's message specifically entitled, Why Should I Go to Church? based on Psalm 11. So let us dive into the Word today. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Amen. Now, we might be able to believe in God and pray and even worship alone. But in a community of faith, despite all its imperfections, we can connect, grow, and experience God's love for us in ways we never could on our own. Truth be told, I do not know where I would be without the church. I have been in or connected to a church all my life, minus the eight or so years I spent in Wicca, and even then I would occasionally visit my mom's childhood church with her. I was born and raised in the church. I was baptized in the United Methodist Church, raised and confirmed in the Presbyterian Church USA, was a part of a non-denominational Bible chapel at one point, and I was, uh, and while I was practicing Wicca, I got married in a United Methodist Church. I'm not sure why I even shared that. I'm not even sure, excuse me, that I shared that fact with the minister that married me at the time. But it, it doesn't matter because God knew what God was doing. When it was time for me to finally return to the church and answer my call, I returned back to United Methodism, where I found a home in grace and love. Vernon United Methodist Church is where Bernie and I ended up. We had Katie and Lorian baptized there, and that is where I began to answer the call God placed on my life at such an early age. That community in Vernon blessed us in so many ways. They saw and affirmed the call I had. They gave Bernie and I a place to raise our children in faith and to a place to serve and to belong. I would not be the pastor I am today if it weren't for the opportunities that church gave me and trusted me with. It was there that I discovered my passion for teaching, for preaching, for pastoral care. And without those people in my life, I may have never made it to ordination or beyond. That's not to say everything went smoothly all the time, or that there weren't people or circumstances uh, that were challenging. Find a single family, organization, or otherwise without those same challenges. But in the end, they loved me and my family, uncon and my family unconditionally, and I still look forward to running into them because they are family to me. And I have found that the same sense of community, I have found that same sense of community in all the churches that I have served. Family is at the core, in my mind, of what church community is. Now, sadly, the 
COVID-19 pandemic both isolated us from community and clearly showed us the negative effects of not having regular moments of connection. We saw that all throughout, all throughout the pandemic. We've seen a rise in depression and feelings of isolation. Speaking of which, I want to acknowledge it is perfectly normal to be struggling with depression. And as I have in the past, I am willing to talk with anyone struggling and help you find support and counseling. With that said, COVID-19 has reminded us that we were created to be social beings. Community with God and with others is hardwired in our DNA. Now, Psalm 100 was originally written to be written as a hymn, excuse me, to be sung by the people of Israel as they entered the temple of Jerusalem. And I want you to imagine traveling for miles, miles on foot, possibly the length of New Jersey on foot, and standing at the bottom of the Temple Mount waiting to climb the stairs, leading to the only place you believed God's presence was revealed on earth. How excited would you be? So this hymn was the means by which the people expressed their joy and excitement as they climbed to the temple. It is a hymn of thanksgiving. Psalm 100 is filled with imperative verbs. Shout. Worship. Enter. Praise. Bless. The people were commanded to express all of this passion together. In verse 3, the word know, K-N-O-W, know is even imperative. Together, people will intimately know God. This passionate, life-changing event doesn't and can't happen individually. It happens together. God's people will also experience God's goodness together, as we see in verse 5. We see the importance of community in the New Testament as well. Paul's use of the terms the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit are rooted in the idea of the importance of community we find in Psalm 100. You or I are not the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'll say that again. You or I are not the temple of the Holy Spirit. But we together are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We experience God in and through each other, the church community. So let me ask you this question. Has the community of God been a blessing for you? Has a church community hurt you or made you feel like an outsider? Because both of those things can be a reality, and I've experienced both of them myself. So let me ask again, has the church, has the community of God been a blessing for you? And conversely, has a church community hurt you or made you feel like an outsider? My guess is that you're going to have yes to both of those answers. 
Psalm 100 proclaims that we are called to enter this place together with joy and passion. You have been called to this place to experience God with each other. We can't do this alone. I often say this uh, to liken what it's like to be, to really show the comparison between worshiping God alone and worshiping God together as a faith community. I ask this question to people. People ask, you know, can you, you know, I can, I don't need to go to church. I can worship God alone on a mountain. And I say, yeah, you can. Of course you can. You can worship God anywhere you are, and God will always be cool with that worship. You know, praising God is not a thing that upsets God, obviously, but you can. Yeah, you can find God in a mountain, in a quiet place, by yourself, sure. But when a tree falls on you in the middle of the woods and you're by yourself alone with God, then what? Community is essential, friends. I want, to look, I want you to look around you. If you're listening to this in the midst of people, look around you. Now, if you're driving, carefully do so. Don't, don't take your eyes off the, off the road. But uh, look around you because, because of your fellow siblings, you can experience the powerful presence of God today. Because of your family, if that's where you're at right now, or if, if, you are, if you've been to church today, or if you're going to church at some, at some point in the near future, look around. Because those are your fellow siblings in Christ, and you can experience through them the powerful presence of God. And if you are angry with somebody in this community, make peace with them. If you need to ask forgiveness, do it today. Or if you need to give forgiveness, do it today. Our worship and our experience of God is inhibited when we distance ourselves from each other. So I want to challenge each of you to invite at least one person to Easter Sunday service. Uh, boy, if you're, you're attending our service, we'd love you to invite them to our service. But if you're at a different faith community, whatever, invite them to church service, to a Sunday church service, especially Easter Sunday. You could all invite a Fran. Do you know who I'm talking about? Good old Fran? In other words, you could invite a friend, a relative, an acquaintance, or a neighbor. Fran, if you didn't just notice, stands for friend, relative, acquaintance, and neighbor. I want you all to take a few minutes and pray that God will bring to mind a person or persons in one or more of those categories. Let us pray now silently. Friends, I want to encourage you to trust in the Holy Spirit's leading and ask this individual or individuals to join you on Easter Sunday for the celebration of Jesus' resurrection. We should all be looking forward to the new faces. Amen?
Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to be here today and to be challenged to grow closer to our church community and to really begin to appreciate what church community is all about, what faith community is all about. Lord, we weren't meant to go this alone. Otherwise, you wouldn't have created us to be in families and to be social creatures like we are. We're, we're, we're the way we are because you've created us this way, and you know that it is important for us to have social interaction and to have communal interaction, especially when it comes to our faith and serving you. So help us to do so and to have the passion and joy to do it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I want to thank you for tuning in. Always, I'm so excited uh, when you are uh, here, and uh, and I hope that you get as much out of this as I get putting into it. Uh, as always, I want to invite you uh, to check out our episode notes, and you'll see in there uh, that there are links to give. Obviously, this this podcast is free of charge, um, but if you have it in you to support the church I serve. Uh, then we would be more more than gracious, or excuse me, more than grateful uh, for you giving. And of course, if this is supplementary and you attend another church elsewhere, support that community. That's your priority. But uh, if you can support both of us, neither of us would be upset about that. With that said, friends, remember you have been richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace. <laughs>